Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. Hello, it's Mike Williams at Genesis, and welcome back to Investor Insights. We sure appreciate you joining us today for this episode of the podcast. And look, what we're going to talk about today is just uh, insights of expert investors. Uh, the idea being that if we can gain knowledge from those who have been successful before, uh, we'll find that we tend to end up in the same spots. You know, uh, the greats have always told us, uh, look, we, we read it and think and grow rich. Copy those who have already accomplished what you want to accomplish, and you'll find that a great part of your work is done for you. Uh, another time I heard it said that if you just make the best mousetrap 10% better, you can become a multimillionaire. So with that thought in mind, I thought I'd share some things that I've learned from Peter Lynch. You know, he's the ex-Fidelity fund manager that ran the Magellan Fund, for upwards of 15 years, uh, from, from the period between 1977 and 1990, they averaged 29% a year. Now, that was a different period in time, and clearly the markets were accelerating at greatly different paces. But think about it for a second. That's, uh, <laughs> excuse me. That's a substantial rate of return. Even half that mark uh, sets you on a path to some very significant retirements. But let's think about it for a second. Peter Lynch graduated from Boston College in 1965, and he earned a Master's of Business Administration from the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania in 1968. He authored quite a few books, obviously, along with being a manager. But... Um, Look, a lot of people benefited by being a shareholder of Magellan, uh, but there are a few things that um, the gems, so to speak, um, that, that have been left behind from his teachings. Even today, he still has some of these very same thoughts when asked. And uh, you'll notice a lot of these things have a lot to do with Warren Buffett. Strangely enough, he learned a great deal from Warren in our morning notes and in the podcast, you'll often hear me reference things that Warren Buffett has taught all of us. So what are some of those things? Well, first, how about this? Buy within your comfort zone. Uh, Lynch simply urges investors to buy what you know. He used to say, look, if you go to a certain store and shop all the time, buy that store's stock. In similar fashion to Warren Buffett, who struck two ideas and stocks within what he calls his circle of competence. Lynch focused on investments he understood or on industries he felt he had an edge over others. Perhaps if investors would have heeded this advice, the leveraged toxic derivative debacle occurring years ago could have been avoided. The idea here, what's the real point? You don't have to have part of everything in the market just because it seems exciting at the time. What's the next thought? Well, look, you got to do your homework. If you don't have an advisor doing it for you, you still have to do your homework. Uh, 
Building the conviction to ride through equity market volatility requires rigorous homework. Why? Well, when you know you've done the work, then bad days aren't going to bother you. Lynch went on to add, a company does not tell you to buy it. There is always something to worry about. There are always respected investors that say you are wrong. You have to know the story better than they do and have faith in what you know. The next thing is price follows earnings. And here's the point. Investing is often unnecessarily made complicated. We must fundamentally understand that stock prices will follow the long-term trajectory of earnings growth. Lynch made the point of this. People may bet on hourly wiggles of the market, but it's the earnings that waggle the wiggle long-term. In a publicly attended group meeting, Michael Dell asked Peter Lynch about the direction of Dell's future stock price. Lynch's answer at the time was quoted as, if your earnings are higher in five years, your stock will be higher as well. <laughs> Maybe Dell's price decline over the last five years can be attributed to its earnings decline over the same period. Sure enough. Another thought about valuation and price declines. People concentrate too much on the P, the price, but the E, earnings, really makes the difference. In a nutshell, Lynch believes valuation metrics play an important role, but long-term earnings growth will have a larger impact on future stock price appreciation. Are you getting the theme? It's the same as every other brilliant investor who builds wealth over time, and there is in the key. Time. Long-term. Nothing happens quickly. If it does, it was just luck. Two key stock questions should be always kept in mind. Is the stock still attractively priced relative to earnings? And number two, what's happening in the company to make earnings go up over the long term? Improving fundamentals and an attractive price are key components to a solid long-term investing strategy. As I noted for you at the beginning of the episode, uh, Lynch had great things to say about Buffett. Uh, Lynch has given an op well, excuse me, he was given an opportunity to write the foreword in Buffett's biography, The Warren Buffett Way. Lynch did not believe in pulling out flowers and watering the weeds, or in other words, selling winners and buying losers. In highlighting this weed flower concept, Lynch said this about Warren. He purchased over $1 billion of Coca-Cola stock in 1988 and 1989 after the stock had risen over five-fold the prior six years and over 500 times the previous 60 years. He made four times his money in three years and plans to make a lot more the next 5, 10, and 20 years with the very same company, Coca-Cola. This hammers home the idea that a few good stocks a decade will make your investment portfolio. Lynch had this to say about Buffett as well. 
Warren states that 12 investment decisions in his entire career made all the difference. Now think about that. Too many investors think they got to pay attention to every single thing, they got to be on top of every element, and they got to get thousands of things right over a 20 or 30 year period of building their retirement plan. And the fact is, it's dead wrong. You don't need a perfect batting average. In order to significantly outperform the market, investors need patience and not focus on near-perfect results. According to Lynch, if you are terrific in this business, you're right five, maybe six times out of ten. He goes on to say, I've had stocks go from $11 to $0.07. The stock, by the way, was an American International Airways. Here's one recipe that Lynch shared with others on how to beat the market. All you have to do is really find the best 100 stocks in the S&P 500 and find another 100 outside the S&P 500 to beat the market. So what's the critical element of all of these things? Patience, as you might have guessed. The discipline to focus on the long term. With the explosion of information and the expansion of the Internet age and the reduction of trading costs has come that all-too-common, what we now call the itchy trading finger. Boom. Sell. It's done. The pain's gone. I don't have to think about it. All i got to do is hit that red button on my site, and it's gone. That takes away the fundamental lessons of long-term investing. This hasty investment principle runs contrary to almost every single long-term investor who has successfully indeed built wealth. This isn't about trading. It's about investing. So on that front, here's what... Lynch had to say regarding the importance of a steady investment hand. I'm quoting here. In my investing career, the best gains usually have come in the third or fourth year of holding a stock, not in the third or fourth week or the third or fourth month. Another quote. Whatever method you use to pick stocks or stock mutual funds, your ultimate success or failure will depend on your ability to ignore the worries of the world long enough to allow your investments to succeed. I'm going to read that again because it is brilliant. Whatever method you use to pick stocks or stock mutual funds, your ultimate success or failure will depend on your ability to ignore the worries of the world long enough to allow your investments to succeed. And I'd add one more thing to that. If you happen to let an advisor do it for you, let them have that same patience. Don't check every number every month, every week. Don't wonder about every single item that unfolds in the market. The rest of the world will always worry. But you must allow time for your own investments to succeed. And the ability to ignore those fears is a strong commonality amongst all successful 
investors. Another quote, often there is no correlation between the success of a company's operations and the success of its stock over a few months or even a few years. However, in the long term, there is a 100% correlation between the success of a company and the success of its stock. It pays to be patient, own successful companies, and let the time proceed. And this one I like a lot. Last quote for now. The key to making money in stocks is to not get scared out of them. Think about that for a second. We often say, ignore the news. Well, this might be more hard-hitting, but it's the same point. The key to making money in stocks is to not get scared out of them. Now, Lynch and Warren have the same beliefs I have about bull and bear markets. I'll quote him. I'm always more depressed by an overpriced market in which many stocks are hitting new highs every day than by a beaten down market in a recession. The media responds in exactly the opposite manner. Bear markets lead to an inundation of headlines driven by panic-based fear. When it comes to the media holding a glass, it's always half full in bear markets. Here's some thoughts on market worries. Is worrying about market concerns worth the stress? Think about it. Do you think it's really worth the stress? Well, here's his thought, and Warren says something much like this. I've always said if you spend 13 minutes a year on economics, you've wasted 10 minutes. Just this last March, Lynch used history to drive home his views. Here's a kicker. We've had 11 recessions since World War II, but we've also had a perfect score. We've had 11 recoveries as well. There are a lot of natural cushions in the economy now that weren't there in the 30s. That's why I always you know, pull my hair out when people say, oh my God, it's just like 1929. No, it's not. These new things, these new natural cushions, keep things from getting out of control, even though our brains never let us stop worrying that it'll happen. We have the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. It protects bank deposits. We've got Social Security. We have pensions. We have two-person working families. We have unemployment payments. And we have a Federal Reserve that actually thinks, even though so many people take so much joy and telling us how all the Fed chairmen are idiots. So let's think about this for a second. We know about investing. What about selling? You know, when, you, when your advisor says, hey, I'm going to sell this position, even when it looks great, you might wonder why. Well, look, the rationale behind Lynch's selling dis discipline is straightforward. Here are some of his thoughts on the subject and a few more quotes. When the fundamentals change, sell your mistakes. Write down why you own a stock and sell it if the reason isn't true anymore. Sell a stock because the company's fundamentals deteriorate. And this is key, not because the sky is falling.
Now, why do you think he said not because the sky is falling? Because I don't care where you are in your life, there will always be people telling you the sky is falling. You will always hear it's never been this bad. You will always hear about fearful, frightful things about our future. The thing about the future is this. No one knows what it is. It's always unclear. That's normal. Don't worry about it. Don't fret over it. Remember the themes repeated over and over again from every successful investor. It takes time to make your money in stocks. It takes time to build the wealth. You must let things work for you rather than reacting to every headline and every fear you will have. And I promise you, no matter where you're listening from, you will have fears often. And if you make decisions to interact with your wealth during those periods of time, I promise you, and I don't want you to prove this to yourself, you have to just buy this idea before doing it, you will put yourself years and years behind of where you could be if you just stay out of the way and let good companies build wealth over time in your portfolio. You will often look at things and go, oh my gosh, I'm not doing as well as the market. Well, you know what? That's normal for vast portions of any 20, 30 year career of building your wealth. Joel Greenblatt, the guy who did the little blue book that beats the market, I remember I always like to quote this because I was getting interviewed at the same time he was and he was talking about his new little blue book. And uh, Maria asked him, she said, well, Joel, why would you tell everybody all your secrets that made all the money? And he said, well, first of all, they're true. Second of all, the reason I tell them publicly is because I can't think of anyone who will follow them. And she chuckled and said, well, why? And he said, well, this is why. Although we crushed the market over time, and he did and still does, he said, I can't tell you how many months on end, sometimes years, people could have come into my office, asked me to pull up our portfolio, looked at it and said, Joel, you got to be kidding me. You're behind the market. You want me to invest in that garbage? And that is why they make all the money. They make the money because they're willing to let the companies move in the manner that successful companies move. And what is that? Well, not every company gets every quarter right. In fact, it's a rare event. Sometimes you're off track for a year or two here and there. Sometimes a product doesn't do what you expected. Sometimes expenses get out of hand. Is it good management? Are they taking good steps to fix problems? Do they react effectively? If they do all those things, do you think Coca-Cola every single quarter for the last 60 years has done well? I promise you they haven't. But Warren Buffett made billions, billions waiting for them to do well. So I close with this thought. Be patient. 
Let your advisor be patient. Be patient with your advisor. Relax. Don't worry about the sky falling. It's been falling since time began. And so far, like Peter Lynch says, we've got a perfect record. We always recovered. So look, I hope this has been helpful. Listen to it twice if you need to. But just step back and see the big picture. Thanks again for your time today. And until we see you again on the next episode, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant. Thanks very much.